We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition the weekend is almost here it's a weekend without packers football but we move on the beat goes on i am half of your thursday crew Jason Perrone. You can also find me over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Science podcast. Along with me, as always, Mark Eckel, who is choked up after a Packers loss against the Lions. Mark, of course, over at Packer Report. Mark, game's already been talked about. We don't need to rehash it, but here we are, four days later, and I guess we get some stress-free football this weekend. Yeah, um, disappointing. I mean, I, I'll, you going to watch the games? Yes. Oh, of course. I definitely, and I watch. Okay. I watch for the chaos. <laughs> okay, I'll watch. I'll, I'll, this last year I didn't believe it or not. Like when the when the Packers lost that game to the 49ers on Saturday was it Saturday night? Yeah. It was Saturday game. Yep. It was a Saturday night game. I couldn't watch Sunday games. I just I just couldn't watch football. Really? And they were great games that day. I missed like two great games apparently, but I just I just couldn't. Uh, but yeah. I'll probably I'll watch. I guess I mean. There's not. There's no one game this week. I guess you know what the game I'm looking most forward to is probably Dallas Tampa Monday night. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about them playing a playoff game on Monday Night Football? I don't like it. 
I don't know. I know why they do it, money and everything, but it just it puts it puts that team at a at a disadvantage the following week. They're playing on a short week. Well, I don't know if if it was just the Cardinals being the Cardinals, but that game did not turn out well last year. Oh, that was awful. They were they Rams were real bad. Them. Kyler Murray was real bad. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not a, not a huge fan of it. I'll watch the games. I mean, I, I I now have my rooting interests, and I have teams that I don't want to see do very well. We don't have to get into the semantics of all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I think I know one of them that you don't want. To eh, see do well. Probably, yeah. You're probably same right. Team I don't want to see do well. Yeah, exactly. I think we probably share that same sentiment there, along with much of our audience. But yeah, the the, the Packers four days removed now from the unfortunate loss to the Lions at the end of their 2022 season. And a lot has been has been said, but uh, Matt Lafleur spoke on Tuesday, and so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that he said, what the implications of it could be. Obviously, nothing is set in stone or definite yet, but he did say some interesting things that I think we should break down. And then a little bit of news that just broke on Wednesday, as we're recording this now, is the Jets' offensive coordinator Mike Lafleur, brother to Matt Lafleur, is mutually parting ways with the New York Jets, and we know that Lafleur on Tuesday said that. He did not deny that he has looked into or is going to look into the possibility of reaching out to Nathaniel Hackett, who was let go by the Denver Broncos after a season of misery there as their head coach after leaving the Packers last year about a possible return to Green Bay. So there could be some changes upcoming, but I guess let's start there, Mark, because what Matt LaFleur said was, and we had a very healthy debate about this earlier in the day, was that at this time he does not anticipate any changes to his coaching staff, right? So he says this two days after the Packers are eliminated from the playoffs. Now, the caveat here, or to be fair, he he said, I don't anticipate any changes, which means it's a fluid situation. And so I'm okay with that. I do have an issue with part of what he said. And my issue is, is that if you're going to come out and – indicate to us and I know coach speak and what you know what is he's not going to say something negative about his team or his staff because there's some of these coaches and players are going to be here next year you don't want to throw them under the bus right Right. so he gives a little bit of a I, I guess a somewhat vote of confidence by saying hey you know I like some of the things that we did and we feel like you know we can we can still make hay with this moving forward those weren't his exact words but more or less he he said that now again I get it's a fluid situation and things can change. But the way the season ended, and this is the fourth year in a row now that the Packers get bounced out of the playoffs. They don't make the Super Bowl. I said on Quick Slants earlier this week, listen, I understand there's very few ways that a team loses a season-ending game and you walk away saying, oh, okay, they just got outplayed. Like, you know, but they're a really good team and I feel good about it. No, these Lafleur Packers every season somehow either get run off the field or they look bad and they get run off the field, right? And whether they're a one seed, a two seed, a seven seed, or a, or they're fighting for their playoff life, all of those situations have not fared well. And Matt Lafleur is, is essentially saying, even though he's not saying it's set in stone, hey, I think I think you know we're we're in good enough shape. So you can see, and Mark, maybe you'll disagree with this a little bit, but you can see how I and and some fans might take exception to the fact that it's like, hey, just. I would rather you tell me that you're not sure that you're evaluating things, that you're going to look things over, that you're a little more upset about how things ended. I know he is, but you don't, you just, you know, you don't see that. So what was your take? Uh, My take, and maybe it's because I'm jaded from 
covering so many of these day after the season end press conferences for so long that I, I don't care what coaches say. I don't put a lot of stock into it because they're not going to give you, they're not going to tell you. He's not going to say, even even if, he, like last year, I don't believe he said, I'm firing Mo, Mo Drayton or we're going to make a change at special teams, right? He right. didn't say it. No, he didn't. But he, but he did it. Mm-hmm. And we kind of knew he was going to, or we expected him to do Although that took a little longer than I thought it would last year. I thought I would have fired Drayton like that on the way home. <laughs> well, that's pretty typical but, for the Packers, isn't it? Am I misremembering? I yeah, think they usually they, take their time. They do. They more so than, than a lot of teams. Well, Penton was fired pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not mistaken. So, well, you know what? To this day, I'm not sure if Penton was actually "quote unquote" fired. Now, yeah. So, I I don't think so either. And and I was listening to ESPN Milwaukee. That's Wildey and Tausch, and mm-hmm. he rehashed and basically said Penton was so ticked off at what Lafleur either insinuated or said about the defense's performance after that NFC Championship game loss right. to the to the Bucks. That Petten basically said, screw it, screw you, whatever it was. Either screw you or screw it. I'm out of here. That's what I always thought. I thought it was more Petten. And his contract was up, so it, it was just, it, it, you know, they didn't renew him. And he said, fine, I don't want to re- get renewed kind of thing. Maybe he took exception um, to the fact that Lafleur and he wanted Lafleur to take some more blame, according to what Wildey said. And, and listen, let's not forget in that particular game that – LaFleur did opt to kick a field goal and then mm-hmm. try to put the defense on the field to stop Tom Brady from getting a... And they did until Kevin King got called for pass interference. Right, right, which was, unfortunately, which was P.I., which, again, is when you've got the when you've got the players out there and you, you kind of know how the movie's going to end. I mean, I guess they could have made a play. They could have gotten a stop, and I understand LaFleur wanting to trust in his team, but... This is this the, the first thing I thought of that disappointed me because I you know I've made a big platform this season of Matt Lafleur and when they were going through the losing streak the five gamer I was all over him about what are you doing to fix the culture how are you going to turn this thing around well kind of started to do that they beat the Cowboys they had a clunker four days later against the Titans but they won four in a row they left us hoping all the way up to the last game of the season you wouldn't have thought that that would have been possible but here we sit again and it just He's ultimately, as far as we know, the one that puts together his coaching staff and this defense. So on defense here, Zach Cruz put a a nice tweet out that had some statistics here about the defense because there's mixed feelings about whether the Packers defense was good or not good in 2022. So here's some numbers, Mark, and we've already gone over this. They ranked 17th in in points allowed, 17th in yards. I know you and I don't care about yards. I don't care about yards. Uh, 28th in yards per play. That's a little more meaningful. Mm, yes. 20th in takeaways. That's bad. 20th in touchdowns allowed. That's not good either. 23rd in scoring percentage. No, yeah, not, not good. 27th in sacks. Yeah, that's they did lose their their best pass rusher halfway through the season. They but, did, and they were and they were a lot higher than that before Gary got hurt. But they again, did. The, yeah, hey, listen, guys, get hurt. That happens. Yards per catch. Last one. Yards per catch. 28th. Also not great. And they improved on third down, but then, you know, the yards per catch doesn't surprise me when, once again, I'm looking at the secondary against Detroit, and they're playing off. They're playing soft. And from team to team, I get it. There's different things you have to respect. I mean, Jamal Williams did not necessarily have a quiet season. He was very good. You have to respect the run and... And maybe there was reasons for, I mean, that's not why you play off coverage. I know those are two different things, but 
there's there's like I'm you know it's it's different when you're just Dalvin Cook can't get going because they're already down two or three scores versus you can't pull away from the Lions because every time you get in the red zone you you know you pee down you're your leg. Field goal. Yeah, you or you just you don't you can't you can't get it done. And this time the ball did not bounce over the crossbar no. for Mason Crosby, right? So those all those things all those things come into play there. So I mean, we don't know what's ultimately going to end up happening here, but Joe Barry's been a hot topic, a, a big topic sure. of conversation, and you asked the question, do you do I want Joe Barry to come back next season? Right. I'm almost tempted to ask you first what your take okay. is. I mean, if I was in charge, Joe Barry wouldn't come back. I, I mean, but I wouldn't have, but with that said, I would have never hired Joe Barry. I don't like the kind of deal. I don't, and I've said this over and over again the last two, two years. Joe Barry's playing Joe Barry style defense. This is what he does. If you don't like that kind of defense, then don't hire Joe Barry. You know, like don't go, if you don't want to eat Italian food, don't go to an Italian restaurant, go to a Chinese restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you hired a guy that, that plays zones and soft, and, you know, tries to avoid the big play. And, and that this is what he does. So if you didn't want that, then you should have hired whoever. I don't even know. I forget who else was on the list at the time, but someone else. So that's why I would get rid of it. I don't think he's a good fit for the players. And we, we talked about this before he came on too. Like did, did the Packers draft players, to play Joe Barry's defense. I'm, I'm not sure they did. No, I don't, not totally. Because I think, like, you know, you know, Alexander was there prior to Joe Barry, but guys like Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Rosal Douglas, like the corners, let's just start with the secondary. I think they're all better playing man. Well, I'm a man-to-man guy. I would always – I just like – I like defenses that, that play more man-to-man than, than, than zone, especially if I think I have good players. You know, if, if – you know, there was years when the Packers secondary was was banged up, and they they had to you know you couldn't match up, so you had to do some zone stuff. I think they're good enough to match up with with with, with most teams. Um, and I like the blitz. I'm a, I'm a guy. You know, I'm I came from where you know I covered the Eagles under Buddy Ryan and then Jim Johnson, where you know they does they those guys blitz like crazy, and I saw how effective it was. Mm-hmm. So I I like getting after the quarterback. I think that's how you win games. I don't, and you know. I understand when you blitz, you're you're hurting your cover, but I think the secondary was this defense. All right, here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to say about this year's defense. It was it wasn't nearly as good as I thought it would be when mm-hmm. the season started. Matter of fact, when I did my five bold pr- predictions, that was the one I I got wrong. <laughs> I said I I said the Packers would be in the top ten in in points allowed and sacks and, and takeaways. I thought that I thought this defense was going to thrive on getting pressure on the quarterback and, and forcing mistakes. And during that four game win streak, they did, but that was the only four games that they really did. I mean, that's why that's one of the reasons they lost the other night is that they, they turned it over twice and they didn't get any turnovers, which in that, and you know, that you do that, look it up. If, if you're minus two in the, in the turnover battle, you probably lose the game, right? They were lucky that they didn't, that, it, that they were, they still had a chance to win that game, you know, mm-hmm. but with all that said, I don't think that, I mean, the defense, I thought, did get better from game, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, which is, I guess, you got to give the coach, the coaching staff some credit for, for that. And also, the defense, and I, I, I heard all those numbers, and they, they weren't very good, but 
there was there was only a couple games this year where I thought that, that it was the defense's fault that they lost, mm-hmm. and certainly well, not certainly not the other night. Now the defense in the fourth quarter was not good. Obviously, they, they 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 couldn't get the stops when they needed it, but they still only really gave up 17 points. They didn't give up more than 20 for the last five games of the season, and maybe right. longer than that so you, too. Like they, their average was pretty good. I mean they 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 left it man for for if an offense is 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 good above average to to good or better then what the defense did for the Packers in most games this year was gave them a chance to at least try to win the game. I'm not saying that they were like, you know, they should have won 13 games again, but 20 a game is pretty 20 to 20 a game is pretty reasonable. The only, well, if we remember last week when, when, when we picked scores, I either, I forget what I picked. I think I picked 30 to 20, 30, 20 or 28, 20, whatever I did. I gave the Lions 20 points, but I thought, the Packers would win. Mm-hmm. And really, like I said, defense only gave up 17 because the Lions' first three came directly from Matt LaFleur and the offense going for it on that fourth down and giving the Lions the ball at the whatever yard line they gave it to them at. You know, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't move the, the Green ball Bay territory, just, right, yep. They just kicked the field goal. I mean, the, the defense came up pretty big there. Um, other, than the, other than the Eagle game, where the, the Eagles scored 40 on them, I don't. I, I, that's the only game where I could say maybe Tennessee. Tennessee with the defense. Tennessee didn't, didn't got out of up. hand, and then the Vikings was twenty. Was that twenty-seven to seven? Twenty-three to seven. Twenty-three seven. But the Vikings didn't score in the second half. They only scored three in the second half. Right, right, right. But I don't. And to me, the only game the defense lost, where I said they, was to me was the Eagle game because the offense scored enough points to win that game, but they get but the, they give up forty. Every other game. Especially, especially this last one, the offense lost. I mean, it's the first Lions game. The offense lost. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, against a defense most, that's. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson was really good, but they're not a great defense overall. He wasn't good with when when Zach Tom went in the game. No, that's right. Yash just couldn't handle him. And I think the but, Packers. You know, that's that's another nice nice win. They're not something I, I had on our agenda to talk about, but just while you while you bring it up there, I think the Pat. There's a lot to there's there's some things to look forward to for next season. I think Zach Tom is one of them. Zach Tom is going to be on that offensive line. He's one of the oh, best. He's, yeah. he's one of their best five. And obviously, the Packers. Now, if they if they decide not to bring David Bakhtiari back, spoiler alert, I think they should find a way to make that work. Oh, I, I, think, I, 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 I think he's back. I I just I don't see how you whether you're going with Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback or Rodgers wants to come back or not, you've got to have, you, you, you don't ever walk away from an opportunity to have a guy like David Bakhtiari on your right. offensive line. But if he's not, and the knee seems to be okay now. I mean, yeah, he missed those games at the end of the year because of an appendectomy. That's something. Those are, those, those, those are different. Yeah. And he said right. that he did say, and, he, end, and guess what? He's not going to have another one. No, one appendix. exactly. So, Thank God. It's out, it's out. I've had that procedure and I can tell you, and I don't play NFL football. I had a rather sedentary job and it still took me a minute to like feel good again. But right. so he did say at the end of the season though, that he had found a good regiment to get himself ready to play on Sundays as far as practice goes. And I think that might've been part of the reason why it was a slow roll when he came back because he had to try to figure out a way to get his practice reps in prepare for the game, be able to play on Sunday. And at at least the end of the season, his first couple games back didn't look great, great. And he wasn't able to play a full four quarters, but then he was at the end of the season, he was playing full games and it looks like he's, you know, his, his knee is a non-issue. So finally Mark two years and a month later, finally we can stop talking about David Bakhtiari's knee. 
Yes. Just a horrible, horrible injury and surgery. And but I, I'm encouraged by I still like Yash Nyman a lot. I'm encouraged by Zach Tom and those factors right there keeps Royce Newman off the field because I'm not convinced that Royce Newman I that I want him starting. I understand no, he's a he's, a he's a very good backup. He's a good backup, but yeah, I don't I don't want him because as soon as he comes in the game, it's immediate. Teams teams find him very quickly. He stands well, he's out. not a tackle, he's a guard. Right. All I know is his rookie year, he played 16 games and the Packers went 13 and three. So he didn't, he didn't hurt him that much. But if Tom is, a, I'm just saying, if you got, well, Tom's nine, if you have, no, Tom's your right tackle. If you have Tom and Nyman and Bakhtiari, then you don't have to move Elton Jenkins to tackle, which means no, he can don't. play left guard, which then means Runyon is your right he's guard. Right. And there's no question about whether Royce Newman should be playing guard. No, he's, he's your top backup. Right. Guard. Right. And then and there's no problem with that. I mean, like I said, he's kind of a, and, but if he has to play, it ain't the end. If he, if he has to go in at guard for, because Runyon, you know, got you know something he has to miss a couple series for whatever reason, I'm okay with him. No, mm-hmm. I don't think he's as bad as people think at no. guard. No. He's not a right tackle. No, but no. Tom's your right tackle. I'm not. I mean, we, we can get. I don't want to get into this tonight, but can you afford to have Yash Neiman as your third tackle? You know, I think he is affordable. So yes, normally you would say no because tackles are very expensive. I don't know what his contract situation is off the top of my head. Well, he's a restricted free agent, so you 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 have to give him. You got to, pay to tender him, him then, right? Tender him at like four million. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I they, they don't have a they don't have a ton of they don't have a ton of cap space. So if he's valuable, then yeah, this is I where mean, you they, get busy they, and, and I maybe think work. They the like these other tackles they have too. Work the well and work the phones in. Work the phones a little bit right. and try you and. Can, Try and I want find... to get a pick for. I want to trade Josh Neiman and get whatever I can, the most I can get for him. And I think you can get a decent pick for him. You you know, you're not going to get a second, but no, no. But 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 I'll take a good a high fourth. You know, on that other thing too, and and that's that's a good conversation. Tom for... has proven he's better than Neiman. Yeah. the last two games of the year, Tom had to go in when Neiman was struggling and did well. Yeah, and he did well. So, Mark, uh, were you? I was a little. I was pleasantly surprised that after your worst nightmare came true. Uh, well, yeah, you're, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, well my, night, well, my original nightmare was that they would win them all and it wouldn't matter it, because it, they wouldn't get know, the help. Washington would have beat Cleveland. This was your backup nightmare. This was, oh well, yeah. So this but, was what I didn't think would happen. I thought, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would lose at home to the Detroit lions in a game that they had to win. Yeah. Well, after what we I saw didn't. last year, we, we, we all, we all took the bait. We all took the bait, and I know that's that's kind of some shade at Rodgers, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what I was going to say was, no, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm putting this loss on Aaron Rodgers. Well, I want to talk more about that, but I did want to say that I was pleasantly surprised to learn that after winning eight games and almost getting into the playoffs, they still pick 15th, which is in the top half. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's better. It, that's that's better than 20th or 21st. Yeah, not as good as 10th. No, it's not. It's definitely not. But. Tenth would have been a more painful last month of the season. I mean, I love watching the Vikings get their butts kicked. Yeah, that one. But they could have lost at Miami and just made our lives a little easier, and then we wouldn't have gotten our, all our hopes up. So this, I guess, the Rodgers conversation can also can can also kind of include a little bit of the of the Mike Lafleur because obviously that's Matt's brother, and I think he tried to get Mike on his staff, and and that didn't happen because yes. he was in San Francisco. And then they he wouldn't went let to, him go. We went to Shanahan the Jets with Robert Sala. So if Aaron Rodgers, obviously, again, doesn't doesn't play a great game, and there's all kinds of film work, and then you're going to get the faction of people that say, oh, he missed a bunch of throws, and you're going to get the other faction of people that are going to say, well, what was the play call? There's always, 
a yin and a yang to every conversation, but Rodgers really did not have a very good game, and his numbers were not and have not been Rodgers-esque for a long time. No. He wasn't even throwing for 200 yards a game down the stretch. I mean, he the last time he threw for more than 300 was last year in the last game against the Bears, who have still been bad for a long time. So... Mike LaFleur comes, you know, if he's going to get added to the staff, you got Nathaniel Hackett out there as well. How would Rodgers react to another LaFleur uh, on this, this coaching staff? I mean, I, you you choose how you want to tackle the Aaron Rodgers did not play well against the Lions thing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He didn't. I mean, bottom line, I mean, he hasn't. He really didn't play well most of this season. Now, what he did was, he he reminds me, and I'll compare it to like a baseball player. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody relevant these days. I'm I go back to like Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle. Right. I mean, great Hall, and that and that's what Rogers is. He's a you know, if he retires tomorrow, five years from now, he'll be going into Canton, first ballot unanimous. I mean, I don't, football doesn't vote that way, but he's a, he's a, he's in a hall. He, there's no doubt. He's one of the greatest, one of, one of, not the, but mm-hmm. one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. And, and, but he's 40, he's going to be 40 years old. And this year he looked like a guy that every once in again, you'd say, wow, just like Mickey Mantle in his last couple of years, he'd hit a home run. He'd say, Oh, there, there, Mick, he still got it. There's a home run. But, he hit like 227, you know? Right. Um, that, that To me, that was Roger. He, listen, not just this year, even his two MVP years where he was very good. This is three years in a row now. The first year when they lost San Francisco, they weren't, they weren't, I don't want to say it was a fluke, but they overachieved mm-hmm. to get to that NFC championship. Right, game. yeah. That was, a, I mean, they, they, they were coming off back-to-back losing seasons and McCarthy's last year was a disaster almost and, for LaFleur to come in that first year and get them to the NFC championship game was pretty good. And it was, and it was on the road and, you know, anyway, whatever, that was that. But the Tampa game, he had the ball down one score, 
goal to goal to go. Couldn't do it. Didn't didn't get it done. Last year, tie game. Not even losing tie. Ten ten. They you know Niners blocked that punt, and that's on special teams, obviously. But okay, still ten ten. First of all, you only got ten points. That's not good. But it's ten ten, and you got the ball again. With a chance to go down and even kick a field goal to, to win it. Didn't get it done. This year, down four points. You got the ball. Didn't get it done. That I'm not making up. I'm not. I didn't make up any of that, right? No, you didn't. And actually, the, the side by side to get that done. The side by side of the Tom Brady si- gets that done. Right. The situation side by side to last year against San Francisco and this year against Detroit was very similar in, in how Rodgers tried to solve the problem by throwing it deep and trying to let the receiver make a play that wasn't the receiver was not able to make. You know what, though? And I forget, somebody said this, and I, I thought about it. Like, and not taking it, listen, Chris, I've turned to, I've apologized to Christian Watson a billion times. He's going to be a good player. Um, a more a veteran wide receiver in that situation might have gotten, might have, might have been able to get pass interference called against the defender. Yeah. Right. Might have been. Yeah. Devontae Adams might get might have been getting, you know. But again, that's from coming that's from being in the league, you know, and doing it. This kid's a rookie. He doesn't know how to do that kind of stuff yet. But needless no, that was right. But with that said, no, that was a bad pass. Right. But no, not, not just that. I mean, the whole game was what to me was the offense. They moved the ball early. They moved it moved it in the Lions territory. Boom, boom. And they and they're kicking field. You got it. I said I was saying it to my you got to get seven. You got to stop getting these threes. You're going to come back to beat you, and that's and that's exactly what happened. They and and here's the other thing too. And I and I said this to you. I, this is why I wanted. I kind of wanted Seattle to lose, because the Lions were played. For, they didn't. Lions didn't care. The Lions all they wanted to do was knock the Packers out. So they go for it. On, if that game meant something to the Lions, they don't. They don't go for it on fourth and two. Right. They probably kicked the field goal to tie the game. Yep. They don't do that little trick play. They, the Lions let everything out. What do they care? They have nothing to lose. If they lose, so what? We'll never know if that was true, but I do think that Dan Campbell calls a different game if they have yes. more on the Lions. Yes, but with, with that said, also now, because they were out of it, they were in. The, I mean, they, they were never out of this game. It was the, the biggest deficit was six points, right? Nine three. Mm-hmm. If it's 21 to three and you're out of it, yeah, you want to fight. You They're going to quit. But now, but now you're down. To, if, if it's 21-3 at halftime, the Lions, the Lions won't come out for the second half. Right, because you know, Jamal Williams isn't running. But yeah, right. Because now they're getting texts about what are we doing tomorrow. <laughs> What's your vacation plan? Well, and to that effect, to that effect, that brings up a, a, a good point. And I just want to you know set the record clear here. We It's been talked about a bunch. But one of the other issues that I have with Matt LaFleur is the culture of this team at times in the most crucial moments, how you can have a player pushing a staff member, a trainer, how you can have another player come through and pick up the ball in a dead ball situation because well, no. I, I don't want to okay. give no one a free, a free kick and then slap. Right. He threw a punch. I mean, he could have easily have gotten thrown. The player pushes Rasul, stands up because it's like, okay, whistle, the play is dead. And Rasul swipes at the guy's helmet like open-handed, but that could have been construed as a punch, and he could very easily have also been ejected in that moment. So you got two players in a game that your team needs to extend your season 
that you're counting on, both key starters doing something like that. It's the second time that Quay Walker has been kicked out of a game in his rookie season. And you're for doing the same thing. And you're Matt, you know, and, and the week prior Walker got the personal foul penalty for the body slam tackle on the Vikings guy. I mean, it's good to be aggressive, but you've got to harness it. And I know that he's a young player and I choose to believe that Quay Walker will rein it in and learn from this. Although it did happen twice. You know, if, so if he comes out and, and goes meathead at the beginning of the 2023 season, I think we've got a pattern there that's concerning. And the and the Packers might have to figure something out. That's be a huge bummer because he's a first-round pick. But And who played th- great, by the way. This, the I just, half of the year, he was fantastic. I don't understand Rasul. I just don't get it. I just don't well, understand. Thing was, I understand his. He didn't want the line. The Packers called timeout. And the Lions were still going to get try to kick. And he's like, he was like, no, you're not getting a free kickoff because I don't, you know, you got missed the last one. That's why we called timeout. Okay. So he, he smacks the ball. Okay. He could have stopped right there. Well, and when the guy pushed him, flop, the then just flop he, instead, he just flop right. instead and try to get a flag. Right. Don't. And then you get the penalty on them. Cause you always, they always get the second guy. Exactly. That's where he, man, he said, that's where he, man. if like you said, when the, when the lions snapper pushed him, he should, like you said, he should have fallen down. Yeah, just flop. Then they get a 15. Then the Lions get the penalty and they're out of field goal range. Yeah, just flop if they're going to if you're going to pull that stuff. But what are you don't, doing? Yeah, don't swing back. What are what are you but what are you doing, man? Like, come on. This just it's, you know, make a stop then. Don't don't let them kick a field goal. Don't let them get into into field goal easier. It's easy for me to say. You know, but that's but the point is is that this is what leads me again once again to question whether Matt LaFleur's I know you you want to put this on the coach and I understand but I, it's not like he, uh, like so. I mean, is the coach be, before the game supposed to say, "Hey, listen, guys, when the other team's trainer comes on the field, don't don't push him." Right? No, no, no. I mean, that's, that's, no. The players <laughs> no. But but there's also yeah. But there's also a culture out there where it's like, how, how come some teams don't have those issues? Like, you know, is it because I I don't I I don't know that I think Brian Gutekunst is bad at finding high character guys like maybe he's changed his formula a little bit but why do some teams never seem to have those problems and even listen you're you know the the gold standard even Belichick's players have gotten dumb penalties before it's not like anybody's immune but these are the just the kind of things that that stack up there and it's like how much how much control do you have when you've got players doing something multiple times in a season out Lafleur was mad I mean there was no question oh, yeah. about it. he was beside himself I am not saying that Matt Lafleur was encouraging it or was was okay with it. he was not he was livid but it still happened multiple times so how are you holding your players accountable it's a rhetorical question I'm asking right now how are you holding your players accountable and how are you trying to improve the culture of your team right so if he wants to run it back next year and brings back the same coaching staff. I know there's going to be different players. There could be a very, very different player at a very key position. We don't know what's going to happen there. And so the situation is, is going to be different, but well, I guess all I was saying was by him saying, and going back to, if we're going to run it back here, okay, it just, that just tells me that I guess I can expect the approach and the preparation to be similar to what it is this year. And you're just hoping that, everybody elevates and 
the cautionary tale is that some players that they expected a lot of good things from this year that did well last year didn't elevate and they weren't able to ascend their games. Now, Eric Stokes got hurt, but he wasn't playing any better this year than he was last year. Rashawn Gary got hurt and they needed him. Rasul Douglas. He was the one person that could most ill afford to lose, in my opinion. And you mentioned that before, well before the injury happened. That's that's true. Rasul, uh, it was going to be tough for him to duplicate what he did last year. He but came on at the end, though. He when, did. During that four-game win streak, he played pretty well. He did. But when you, when, you do, when you do something at the end of the game that's kind of dumb like that, it's like you're already fighting and struggling and you're not scoring right. in the red zone and your defense is having trouble keeping the Lions out of scoring range, even though they're holding them to field goals. Like and you're doing stuff like that. Like you can't afford something like that against the Lions, who keep stealing momentum and eventually took it over and won the game. Like that's oh, absolutely. I mean, they were two bonehead plays, no doubt about it. Um, I, Walker, I really like to know. <coughs> excuse me, I like to know more. Um, I mean, he gave a pretty heartfelt apology, which you know, that's all well and good, but it doesn't change what happened. Um, I. I that one I'd never seen anything like before. I mean, it was now it, it was his friend on the on the Lions who got hurt, right? The the running back from DeAndre like Swift. They went to Georgia together, correct? Yeah, and they were obviously pretty good friends. He was concerned. So, yeah, so he wants he's in there looking to see how his friend is. And now, does the trainer? I mean, again, there's no excuse, but something must have. I don't think he just pushed the trainer for no, like this because like he would, I, I don't know. I, I, and again, there's no, he, he got the penalty. He got thrown out of the game all justified. Well, I the, don't the, think he should be suspended. Like no, the, well, the, I, think, the, I think that's silly. The trainer's not a big guy compared to a football player. No. And so when he's trying to make his way to his player and he's got to go through two other very much larger human beings, he's got it. It's kind of like when you're in a crowded bar and you're trying to get to the bar, like <laughs> right. you got to make room somehow. You got to give the little, you know, courtesy tap like, hey, excuse me. And I think he did kind of try to move Quay out of the way, not egregiously. And, and Quay, even himself said, I, as soon as I did it, I regretted it. So it's like, okay, well, why don't you start thinking a couple steps ahead in, in the future? Well, here's the other thing, too. And I know they went to school together and they're friends. But you can't be friend Like, no, he's not your friend today. After the game, go out to dinner with him. Fine. During the game, he's on the other team. He's not your friend. All right, he got hurt. He wasn't hurt that bad, as it turned out. But just get away. Go in your huddle. Talk about the next play and how you're going to stop him. Like, don't. Don't linger around the, the other team's injured player. That's number one. If he if he if he doesn't do that, and nothing ever happens, right? Right. No. Nothing. And that's what I don't. That's what I didn't understand. When I'm like when the first time I didn't realize it was DeAndre. I didn't. You know, I wasn't adding the two and two to the Georgia connection. But thinking, why is he even looking at the line player being a get out of there? They're not your guy didn't get hurt. Go. You know. Go back to your huddle. Right. I mean that that bothered me as much as anything. And that and that happens too much now. It's like these. Players are too friendly with other players on other teams. I'm I'm the old school where that's that's my enemy for three hours. Mm-hmm. No, and, I agree. You know, again, after the game, you want to go out to dinner? Go ahead. No, I agree, and I think that's all part of that attitude. Like that's where you like to see guys like Rasul and Quay Walker. Like, hey, I'm not trying to set you down gently. I want you to know you just ran into me. Yeah. And okay, I'm I'm fine with that, but not when it's costing your team yards, valuable no. yards, and field position and stuff like that. I mean, who knows what happens if, I don't know. The I mean, butterfly effect. Everything everything changes everything. So, 
I also I mean, let's let's get that guy misses that. If if Rousel doesn't get that penalty, there's a 50-50 chance he misses that. He goal. could. Yep. And he then, missed a forty-six. He might forty-eight. That's not you know. And it plays out. And it plays out differently. Yeah. It all could have. And then if if Walker doesn't get that, it's second and eight from the nine. Maybe they, maybe I don't know what happened. maybe the Lions still score, but second and eight from the nine. If they don't gain anything, now they it's third. Golf throws incomplete. It's third and eight. They might have to settle for a field goal there, and then the game's tied instead yep. of being behind twenty sixteen. Yeah. And Goff had some bad throws too. He was under some pressure. Yeah. In that game, the defense. I'm telling you, I, they they had they they wore down in the fourth quarter, and I think a lot of that was, again, I'm, I'm going to blame the offense. Didn't do anything. Right. They had one good drive where they you know they went down and scored, um, but for the most part, come on. The Lions' defense is one of the worst in the league. I mean, you want to look, you put, you called up all those Packer numbers on defense. Call up the Lions' numbers on them, in them same categories. They're yeah. not good, and they played without one of their best corners. Mm-hmm. And Rodgers didn't take advantage. He, he was not. First half, I thought it wasn't all his fault. They had a, he had a couple bad drops. The Aaron uh, Jones fumble. I Aaron thought that Jones, happened in the first I mean, half God, or the second I, half. You know what? We'll we'll save this for another show too. But I was all all against. Not bringing, I, you know, you got to bring Aaron Jones back. You got to bring Aaron Jones. Back. No, you get no. I don't want him. It, too much, making too much money. He's a running back. I'd like to trade him. I like to see what I can get for him. If the, if the, if the Panthers could got a, a two or three and two fours for Christian McCaffrey, I'd like to think I can get maybe not quite that much, but um, I mean Jones has less wear and tear than than McCaffrey, and he's and he's certainly healthier. But I'd like to see what I can get for Aaron Jones and get rid of his contract and and just move on because it's too many big games where he puts the ball on the ground. Yeah, it happened against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and it happened now. And he had, I think, more fumbles than any running back Five. with his number of carries this year too. Five fumbles. Put the ball on the ground last a lot. Year, last year, I mean, you want to talk about you know bad plays in a game? He had that that if you remember right before the half against San Francisco. When Crosby had the field goal blocked, Rodgers found Jones on that long bomb, right? Mm-hmm. He could have either scored or gotten out of bounds. And he, he cut he, it he, inside he, right into the defender. Yeah. He could have just gone out of bounds. If he, I mean, he saw what he saw. If he wasn't going to be able to score, get out of bounds, stop the clock, and the Packers would have had two more plays from there to, to maybe get something. Get, either get Crosby closer or score t- something. He. I don't know. I, I I love Aaron. He seems like a great. He's a great guy, and he and he's and he puts up good numbers. And he's the big games. He comes up very small. Well, that was the story of a couple of. I mean, Rogers, Aaron well, Jones. Rogers, like I said, three years in a row now had the ball. I mean, great quarterbacks, and he's a great quarterback. But great quarterbacks find a way to win those games. You need you, you know you need your biggest games from your biggest players, and they just don't get it at the end of the seasons. And I thought I thought he was going to. I thought they were going to win that game. I mean, from the all day, I thought they were going to win the game. When the game started, I thought they were going to win the game. And even at the, with five minutes to go, when they got the ball back, I'm like, all right, he's going to, you know, he's going to take them down. They're going to score. They're going to win. They're going to win twenty three twenty, or whatever it would have been. Yeah, twenty three twenty, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and again, he didn't. He didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. But he didn't get it done. So here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Exactly. Now so... we, we didn't mention. We we, we got to wrap up soon, but. I would bring Nathaniel Hackett back. 
Well, what about Mike LaFleur? I mean, I, you have to assume that Matt that knew. You have to assume that Matt knew that Mike was probably gonna gonna. So for him to talk about Nathaniel Hackett means maybe he's already already decided like, hey, I don't know if having my brother on the staff is the best idea at this point in my coaching career now. But where are you stand? Where are you at on that? On LaFleur or Hackett? LaFleur, Mike LaFleur. I don't. I him. I don't care. I mean, if they bring him in because Matt wants his brother on the staff, he was. I mean, he was pretty highly regarded as a assistant coach. I mean, that's. You know the 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 Jets wouldn't have brought him in and made him offensive coordinator. They didn't think. Now, obviously, that didn't work out. But he's he's obviously he's a good position coach. I wouldn't be against bringing him in. I mean, looks a little bit look a little bit of nepotism, but yeah, that's all right. I mean, you know, look at the the NFL's loaded with nepotism. You're right. He was the he was the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator in 17 and 18, and then he was the passing game coordinator in 2019, 2020, which is almost like co-offensive coordinator before becoming okay. the guy for the Jets. Yeah, so I, you know, if they want to do something like like that, I mean, you know, Jordan Love could probably benefit from you know, if, if Rodgers leaves, like, I think Clemens might leave with him, right? I would, yeah. I mean, I, that, that's what I was thinking there too, but if it's if it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and you well, offer... Well, then we've got all kinds of problems. <laughs> well, if, you, if, if it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and you've got Mike LaFleur and it's like, hey, Nathaniel Hackett come back and be offensive coordinator or maybe your co-offensive coordinator and you're the red zone guy and Mike, brother Mike, come in and be the quarterback's coach. <laughs> Would Aaron Rodgers even respond well to that? I don't if it is. No, Rodgers. but that's that might that might force him to retire. Right. So maybe that's so maybe you do hire him just so Rodgers retires and gets mm-hmm. that, gets the hell out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Because let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers is in the way right now. I love the guy. I've defended him for you know more than most, but it's time. It's time. It's over. Retire. Like that's somebody told me that um he's meeting with with the front office these today and tomorrow or yesterday and today, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I said when somebody told me that, I said, oh good, maybe they're picking the day in the game when they retire number twelve next year. <laughs> I hope. No, I was kidding, but I mean, I hope. Listen, it's time. Uh-huh. He's he's going to be forty years old next year. Mm-hmm. He's he's not getting better. He's getting. Were, I mean, this was a bad year. Right. I mean, it, if, if if you could rewind the clock, they should have traded him. They should have traded him to Denver last year instead of Russell. Denver should have got him instead of Russell Wilson. The Packers would have had a bunch of picks. I don't. Uh, let me ask you this: If if Rodgers wasn't, if Jordan Love played this entire year, what's the Packers' record? I have a hard time thinking that it's that you much mean, different. No. <laughs> Maybe no worse than eight and nine. Maybe, yeah, I mean, you know maybe what's better? Well, you know what's funny is like, I don't, maybe they don't boat race the the Vikings. Maybe, I'll bet you they no. probably would have traded, um, obviously a couple of those losses might have become wins. Yeah. And maybe a couple of the, the wins, like I don't know if they come back and beat Dallas or something maybe like that. Not. But you, you see you trade a couple there, but it's it's going to be pretty similar, like right. seven and 10, eight and Plus nine. Yeah. Had, who would they have, I mean, what pick did, did Seattle get from Denver last year? I forget who Seattle took with that pick, but keep that in mind. They would have had a couple more players on this team too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so yeah. it, it wouldn't just be. And Denver, then Seattle, Seattle got a couple players. That, I mean, I, I wouldn't want Drew Locke, but they they did. You know, they got the the, the 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 tight end who's not bad, and a defensive player, I think, right? So I mean, they would they would have had more than just. It wouldn't just been Jordan Love's playing quarterback. They would have, the Packers would have had some more talent around them, right? So I mean. I, I don't know. 
and I hate saying this because I, I'm, I'm not one of the people that that been bashing Aaron Rodgers and, but now it's time. It's time, and 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 this this is any profession. When you start talking about retiring, you're already retired. Right. You're thinking about it. Yeah, if you're thinking about especially and especially a job like that. I mean, I know myself when I retired, I retired. I was ready. I I knew it and I said it and I did it. I told my boss when that last season, and again, I'm not comparing myself to Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, but so it's still a job that I had had for a long time, but I knew I didn't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't think, I don't think he wants to do this anymore. I really don't. It's, I think he's, I don't, he he got beat up a little bit this, this year, which I don't think, you know, he, when you get old, you don't like getting beat up. You don't like getting hurt. Right. So, yeah, I, I, so yeah, I don't think he's here next year. I really don't. I don't think he's in Green Bay next year. Um, I think it's Jordan Love's team, and I think Nathaniel Hackett would be a very good um, assistant coach. They'll call him. I don't know what title they give him. Um, I don't think you want to demote anybody because that's that's a bad look. But you can bring him in as assistant, assistant to the head coach in charge of whatever. And like I said, I think. If if Rogers does retire or moves on, whatever, Clemens probably goes too, right? I mean, I probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, him, he, he, him coming he out was it, that was that was gift wrap for Rogers, right? So he They're and he, and he was retired. He's yeah. older guy. He goes, and then you can make Hackett whatever you know, assistant head coach slash quarterback. So or you bring the brother on whatever you want to do. But Hackett was known for being innovative and good with the red zone, and the Packers were very good. at excuse me, they were very good in, in, in the red zone while he was here. And they were very bad this year in in the red zone. So if that, that alone could, could make a difference. Right. Oh, hugely, hugely. That's worth, that's worth at least a couple wins right there. And then we're not, we're not talking about the Packers being out. We're talking about we're, who they're playing this weekend. Week. Yeah. Or maybe even the Minnesota game. Maybe they're 36 seed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, Back at it again next year. It's going to be interesting. This is Matt LaFleur's first time coming in after having coached a team that didn't make the playoffs. I mean, he inherited one, but now his his team didn't make it this year, and it's right. there's a lot to, to be decided and a lot that's going to happen. And I guess what's nice is that it's it's not just going to be defensive conversation on this show, so we can talk about some other topics, and it sounds like we've got some already that we might want to, want to bring up, and obviously we'll talk about whatever comes up between now and next week. So now that we're into off-season mode. I assume you put a game recap that's still up at yes. Packer Report, but um, remind everybody what your your off-season schedule looks like and what's what's coming up. Well, it, looks, it kind of looks like, I don't know what it looks like. The off-season started a little sooner than, than it has for the last couple of years. Um, like you said, up now is my recap of the loss of the Lions. If anybody wants to rehash that, go right ahead. But coming up today, or depending what time you're, you're listening to us, it may already be up. I did a look at the, uh, what is it, 14 unrestricted free agents and the three restricted free agents and kind of just my guess on who stays and who or my opinion more who I would keep and who I would let go okay excellent yeah and I I I said I would do a quick slant if there was any newsworthy stuff that comes out between now and Monday so we'll see if that ends up happening but if nothing else we will be back again next week on Thursday talking more Packers with updated news notes and nuggets in the meantime hope everybody is recovering well from Sunday's disappointment. And if you're going to watch the playoff games, enjoy the heck out of them. And... Oh, I got to ask you one more thing. Yep. Give me your Super Bowl. Oh, geez. That At this point, 
at, at this point, and I usually do this because I'm I kind of go into hater mode, and and if the Packers are out, I usually slant towards the AFC. Oh yeah. So I'm, gonna win. I'm just going to be following Buffalo and, and Kansas City. If you if you ask me right now I, who I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Really? I'll take Andy Reid and his coaching experience along with Mahomes and everything else that goes along with it. But Buffalo's got a lot of emotion, a lot of fan yeah. support. There's a lot of good vibes coming their way as well. And in the NFC, I don't. I mean, who cares? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't even it doesn't even matter. I just hope, like I said, I'm rooting for chaos. Who knows? Maybe maybe if we can get upsets all the way, maybe we'll see the Giants host the Seahawks, and it'll be some <laughs> kind of an amazing NFC Championship game that nobody saw coming. But uh, what? So what? What do you have? I got Buffalo, Philadelphia, Eagles, Eagles, Bills. That'd be a good game. I think so. That'd be a really, really good game to watch. I mean, either way, it's it's going to be fun. At least, at least it'll be stress free on our on our end. But we'll have more time to talk about. It. We got a couple oh, weeks by, between. By now the then. way, by the way, I did just look this up. If the Packers would have made that, if Denver would have made the trade with the Packers last year, mm-hmm. the Packers would have had the ninth pick. Now Seattle took Charles Cross, pretty good tackle out of Mississippi State, mm-hmm. but the next pick was the Jets, and they took Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver from Ohio State. Yep, Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson might have been might have looked pretty good with each other. Yeah, I think they would have. <laughs> I think they would maybe have the, looked. Maybe the Packers win a couple more games. Even with Jordan Love a quarterback, if, if, if he's throwing to Garrett Wilson. Very true. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Yeah, the Jets Jets added some talent. Sauce Gardner's probably going to win defensive player rookie defensive rookie the, of the, the year. The Jets might have both rookie of the years. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's ever happened. But for a team that lost their last six games, though. So. Yeah, no. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Right. Big, big issues. Big, big issues. But so. more to come, All more right. to talk about. Hope everybody is. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back again next Thursday. Uh, thanks, as always, everybody, for, for listening to the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you're at, stay warm, stay safe, and go, Pack Go. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.